0: Podcast Network Asia. Successful people, whether in arts, craft, business, profession, and even in their personal relationship, all possess the same two elements that make them successful they are inspired and they are excellent. Hi. I'm Francis Kong, and welcome to Inspiring Excellence, a podcast that will guide you to the path of excellence and inspiration, one episode at a time, powered by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. You're listening to Inspiring Excellence, hosted by me, Francis Kong. In this episode, we're going to be talking about holistic wellness and how it can inspire excellence in your daily life. Are you ready to take the first step in becoming excellent? Keep on listening because this is Inspiring Excellence. A man wrote a letter to a small hotel in Midwest Town he planned to visit on his vacation. He wrote, I would very much like to bring my dog with me. He is well-groomed and very well-behaved. Would you be willing to permit me to keep him in my room with me at night? An immediate reply came from the hotel owner who said, I've been operating this hotel for many years. In all the time, I've never had the dog steal towels, bath clothes, silverware, or pictures off the walls. I've never had to evict a dog in the middle of the night for being drunk and disorderly. And I've never had a dog run out on the hotel bill. Yes, indeed. Your dog is welcome at my hotel. And if your dog will vouch for you, you're welcome to stay here too. Now, this is not exactly the way people in the service industry should respond to their guests, but the story carries a punch. We hate corruption. Going in government. We hate politicians living a duplicitous lifestyle simply because people long for integrity. Pilferage is high in many business organizations. Shoplifting occurs again and again. In our country, we accidentally leave our cell phones in a public place And a few minutes later, when we return to look for it, chances are it would be gone. Rare are the few occasions when honest people return it and take the trouble of making sure that the stuff they pick up would be safely deposited in the lost and found department, hoping that the original owner would be able to retrieve it. Such honest actions is branded as stupid and wasting a good opportunity. We do not even have to go far. How many managers and bosses pat on their expense bills, charging to the business their personal expenses? What about managers of business having lunch out all the time or doing shopping during business hours and explain the way that they are on client calls? And I have not yet covered business deals. How many business partners you have had would insist on getting a bigger share of the pie and how many people you trusted stole your database, poach your accounts, and all because they now do competing business with you. after They're learning all the stuff you have invested in them. Do you know what makes this sad? These corporate crimes ranging from serious embezzlement to petty thievery of office supplies are committed by university degree holders, some coming from the country's most expensive and glamorous institutions, articulate, charming, and good-looking They will do stuff knowing that it's wrong, and as long as it brings them personal benefits. And the most glaring characteristic you find in these people is their ability to give good reasons for doing wrong things. These people abound, and then there are the brave and the good. These are the leaders who exhibit integrity in what they do and what they say. They stand their grounds. They have been slandered, attacked, sued, insulted, and accused. Yet these people of integrity stick to what is right. They do not compromise. They always give more than what they are paid for. They allow their work and excellent performance to speak for themselves. These are the leaders of character, and we need to have more of them around. In his book, Bringing Up Boys, James Dobson tells about an event that took place several years ago in Georgia, where the Bulldogs of Rockdale County High School overcame a big deficit to win the state basketball championship. Coach Cleveland Stroud couldn't have been more proud of his team. But then a few days later, while watching the game film of the playoffs, he noticed that there was an in eligible player on the court, for 45 seconds during one of the games. He called the Georgia High School Association and reported the violation, costing the school the title and the trophy. When asked about it at the press conference, Coach Stroud said, Some people have said that we should have kept quiet about it, that it was just 45 seconds, and that the player wasn't really an impact player. But you gotta do what's honest and right. I told my team that people forget the scores of basketball games. They don't ever forget what you're made out of. When I guess playing basketball or golf, doing work or doing business are the same, the way you do it reveals more of the character rather than the game itself. Hi, I'm RJ Desma. Get inside the heads of the country's sharpest and most innovative business personalities and entrepreneurs. Hack your way to success as you learn more about how they think about business, what are their best practices and success secrets, how do they innovate their businesses during the pandemic, and what opportunities do they see in the new normal. Join me on the RZ La Desma podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? the episode I hop from one speaking engagement to another and for the rare days when I do not speak, I spend the days on meetings and doing training needs analysis with clients. Over the years, I found myself not wishing for more things, more trips, or more stuff, but wishing I could have more time. I have been in business for a long time, from manufacturing to retail and now in the field of consultancy and training, the one thing that fascinates me is that technology probably that we would be able to reclaim our time and that all those productivity tools could make our life simpler and our work easier. I don't think that has happened. Technology has enabled us to do more at any given hour of the day, and so we are expected to churn out more results in shorter time, and to do so within the same 24-hour time frame that has remained constant. Look around you, and you will observe that most people are glued to their screens, buried in email, constantly stimulated by notifications without really getting much work done. And when stressed in an attempt to find momentary relief, anyone can watch a movie on demand that consumes more time that leads to the same person having to rush through the day finishing the work in exchange for the time spent watching a movie or binging on a TV series. And now artificial intelligence promises to deliver the same promise that early days technology could not deliver. I do not want to sound critical, cynical, and skeptical, but over the many years of my existence in this planet, that one thing I have discovered is that time remained constant, and being productive in making use of time should not just pin its hopes on technology, but requires human skills and ability to use it wisely. These following ideas have helped me through the years, and I would like to share it with you so that you may probably best allocate time to yield productive results. Number one, time is made, not found. You do not find time. Time is everywhere. It is the fabric of life and all its created beings. Each moment carries the potential to be used effectively or waste negligently. Therefore, be mindful of your time. When important things or events require your attention, you do not say you will find time, which you most likely, would not, but you need to carve out the time to do activities that would bring and add value to your success goals. Number two, you manage time by measuring it. Understanding time is the best way to manage time and you cannot manage it unless you have learned how to measure it. Have you quantified how you spend your time? Have you tracked how your time is spent? Have you made up a plan on how to use time and know where time is going? Number three, put a structure to your activities. Build routines. Routines provide the familiarity of places and moments when you know you need to do the things you have to do. This prevents uneventful wandering as to the next thing you need to do. Every disciplined person I know carries a workable routine because they know the time is just too precious to be wasted. 4. Use technology to help you save time Before I go to the next destination or the next speaking engagement, my navigational device helps me plot out the route I to take. Its algorithm predicts the time to get there and so forth and so on. I have a device that wakes me up in the morning, gives me my news feed for the day, tells me whether the weather forecasts and reminds me of the appointments for the next day. This leaves me with important tasks that I alone can do such that machineries and technology cannot. Like researching stuff and formulating my next lesson and speech. Maybe one day technology can do this for you, but now? Mm. Perhaps not now, I suppose, but be open for that. Number five, stay away from the time vampires. There will be those who would drop in your workplace for a chat. Tell them politely you would love to talk to them when you are in the pantry, but meanwhile, you have things you need to work on. Once in a while, we need a little break, so entertainment may be good, but make sure you put a cap on the time you do for this, so you can allocate good time for more productive work. Time is more valuable than gold or money. You lose money, you can re-earn it. but you waste time, it is irredeemable. Somebody says, time poverty is simply a distribution issue. And the phrase, I don't have enough time, is really silly when we distribute time correctly because no one in this planet has been given more than 24 hours each day. We just need to learn how to devote time to the things we most value. This is Mish and I'm inviting you to listen to Season 4 of Mish Conceptions. We're back with more topics to guide you through adulting, push you towards building a successful career, or help you towards self-improvement. A lot of our experiences in our lives are brought by malingakala or unmanaged expectations. This podcast aims to debunk those misconceptions and help you grow into a better version of yourself. You'll be able to listen to the new episodes every Monday morning, to give you the energy boost that you need to start your week. See you there. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Do you know people who are just stubbornly pessimistic about things? They suck the energy out from you. They are so cynical with life, but they think they're just being cautious and being smart about things. This list that constitutes the thoughts of a cynic might well tell the story. From the web comes this material entitled, The Cynic's Guide to Life. Number one, follow your dream. Unless it's the one where you're at work in your underwear during a fire drill. (laughs) Number two. Always take time to stop and smell the roses, and sooner or later, you'll inhale a bee. Number three, do not walk behind me, for I may not lead. Do not walk ahead of me, for I may not follow. Do not walk beside me, either just leave me alone. Number four, if you don't like my driving, don't call anyone. Just take another road. That's why the highway department made so many of them. Number five, if a motorist cuts you off, just turn the other cheek. Nothing gets the message across like a good mooning. Number six, when I'm feeling down, I like to whistle. It makes the neighbor's dog run to the end of his chain and gag himself. Number seven, it's always the darkest before the dawn. So if you're going to steal the neighbor's newspaper, that's the time to do it. Number eight, a handy telephone tip. keep a small chalkboard near the phone. That way, when a salesman calls, you can hold the receiver up to it and run your fingernails across it until he hangs up. Number nine, each day I try to enjoy something from each of the four food groups. The bonbon group, the salty snack group, the caffeine group, and the whatever the thing in the tin foil in the back of the fridge is. Number 10, into every life some rain must fall, usually when your car windows are down. Just remember, that's number 11, you gotta break some eggs to make a real mess on the neighbor's car. Number 12, this morning I woke up to the unmistakable scent of pigs in the blanket. That's the price you pay for letting the relatives stay over. Number 13, it's a small world, so you gotta use your elbows a lot. Number 14. Keep your nose to the grindstone and keep your shoulder to the wheel. It's a lot cheaper than plastic surgery. 15. This land is your land. This land is my land. So stay on your land. Number 16. Love is like a roller coaster. When it's good, you don't want to get off, but when it is set, you can wait to throw up. Oh, be positive, especially when times are tough. Be clear and consistent in your expectations. Have difficult conversations when needed, but make them positive. Always deliver on all your commitments. So take care about what you promise, as with much in leadership, this is not rocket science, but most leaders struggle to maintain these standards. If you can do all these things well, you will not only earn respect, you will stand out from most of the peers. How many leaders or other top professionals have you met who hate their job and are cynical about what they do? Such people may exist, but mostly people vote with their feet. If they dislike something, they move. Most leaders may ritually grumble about work or jet lag, but that is mainly to boast about how hard they work and how far they travel. In practice, most leaders and the most top professionals are addicted to what they do. CEOs want to give up as rarely as top footballers and musicians want to retire. Throughout history, top leaders have tended towards 24-7 working. This is true in every traditional society for the simple reason that tribes do not do privacy. The leader is constantly visible, constantly on display, and constantly on call. And they love it. It is not just a job. It is a life. And in this life, nothing beats being positive. But you gotta be realistic. And being positive and realistic really entails a lot of seriousness and hard work. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Excellence. For more inspiring and excellent episode updates, follow Inspiring Excellence on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcast streaming platforms. See you next Thursday. God bless you.